The following is a presentation of God Questions Ministries. What is the meaning of the parables of the lost sheep and lost coin? The parables of the lost sheep and the lost coin are the first two in a series of three, the third being the lost son or the prodigal son. Just as in other cases, Jesus taught these parables in a set of three to emphasize his point. To properly understand the message of these parables, we must recognize exactly what a parable is and why it is used. What is a parable? At a basic level, a parable is a short story designed to convey a concept to be understood and or a principle to be put into practice. This, however, tells us more about the intent of a parable than what it actually is. The word parable in Greek, literally means to set beside, as in the English word comparison or similitude. In the Jewish culture, things were explained not in terms of statistics or definitions, as they are in English-speaking cultures. In the Jewish culture of biblical times, things were explained in word pictures. Why did Jesus use parables? Word pictures do not draw attention to technicalities like the Jewish law, but to attitudes, concepts, and characteristics. Jesus was speaking a language that all Jews could understand, but with an emphasis on attitudes rather than the outward appearance that the Pharisees focused on. John 7, verse 24. Parables also have an emotional impact that makes them more meaningful and memorable to those who are soft of heart. At the same time, the parables of Jesus oftentimes remained a mystery to those with a hardened heart, because parables require the listeners to be self-critical and put themselves in the appropriate place in the story. The result was that the Pharisees would be ever hearing but never understanding, be ever seeing but never perceiving. Isaiah 6 verse 9 By using parables, the teaching of Jesus remains timeless, despite most changes in culture, time, and technology. For example, these two parables convey commonly understood concepts like grace, gentleness, concern, pride, and others, all of which can be understood by us even though the story is over 2,000 years old. In Jewish culture, character traits are often described in relation to objects that are universally recognized, like the regularity of the sun or the refreshing nature of rain, Hosea 6 verse 3. This also explains why poetry is the most common mode of language used in the Bible. In the case of parables specifically, the elements mentioned in them are usually representations of something else, just as in an allegory. However, an overemphasis on a particular detail in a parable tends to lead to interpretive errors. Repetitions, patterns, or changes will often help us in identifying when we should focus on a particular detail. Why Jesus Taught These Parables let us look at the particular details of these parables. The situation in which Jesus is speaking can be seen in verses 1 and 2. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear him. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Notice that the Pharisees did not complain that Jesus is teaching sinners, since the Pharisees thought themselves to be righteous teachers of the law and all others to be wicked, they could not condemn his preaching to sinners but they thought it was inconsistent with the dignity of someone so knowledgeable in the scriptures to eat with them. The presupposition behind the statement of the Pharisees, this man welcomes sinners, is what Jesus addresses in all three parables. To understand the significance of the opening statement in chapter 15, we must consider that the Jewish culture is a shame-honor-driven society that used shame or honor in a way that developed a sort of caste system. Virtually everything that is done in Jewish culture brings either shame or honor. 
The primary motivation for what and how things are done is based on seeking honor for oneself and avoiding shame. This was the central and all-consuming preoccupation of all Jewish interaction. In the first parable, Jesus invites his listeners to place themselves into the story with suppose one of you has a hundred sheep. In doing this, Jesus is appealing to their intuitive reasoning and life experiences. As the story completes, the Pharisees, in their pride, refuse to see themselves as shameful sinners, but would eagerly take the honoring label of being righteous. However, by the implication of their own pride, they place themselves in the position of being the less significant group of ninety-nine. There will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who do not need to repent. There may be a bit of sarcasm in the reference to Pharisees who do not need to repent. See Romans 3, verse 23. In the lost coin parable, the ten silver coins refers to a piece of jewelry worn by brides that had ten silver coins on it. This was the equivalent of a wedding ring in modern times. Upon careful examination of the parables, we can see that Jesus was turning their understanding of things upside down. The Pharisees saw themselves as being beloved of God, and the sinners as refuse. Jesus uses the Pharisees' prejudices against them while encouraging the sinners with one clear message. That message is this, God has a tender personal concern, and when he finds it, he puts it on his shoulders, verse 5. God has a joyous love for individuals who are lost in sin and are found or repent. Jesus makes it clear that the Pharisees, who thought that they were close to God, were actually distant, and those sinners and tax collectors were the ones God was seeking after. We see a repeat of this same message in chapter 18, verses 9-14. through 14. There, Jesus is teaching on attitudes of prayer, but the problem he is addressing is the same as in chapter 15. In chapter 18, Jesus provides the conclusion for us, I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. Everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Patterns of Progression in the Parables By identifying things in common, in or surrounding the parables, we can gain context to help us understand the significance of otherwise subtle elements in the story. As the old saying goes, proper context covers a multitude of interpretive errors. 1. The progression of value. In the first parable, a sheep is lost, then a silver coin in the next, followed by a son in the third. As mentioned already, part of the power of these parables to reach the audience comes from the shame-honor aspect of the culture. To lose a sheep as a shepherd would be a very shameful thing. A coin from a piece of bridal jewelry lost in her own house would be more shameful, followed by the lost son, which was the worst of all in Jewish culture. 2. The personal progression from seeking after only one of one hundred sheep, then one of ten coins, then one of two sons. This shows the scope of God's personal concern for individuals and would have been a great comfort to the sinners Jesus was teaching. 3. A change in tense with each parable regarding the rejoicing at that which was found, from future tense to present and then to past tense, will be more joy, to there is joy, and finally had to be. This may have communicated the certainty of God's acceptance of those who repent. 4. The progression of earthly references to what the thing was lost in, a subtle reference to sin. The sheep was lost in open fields. The coin was lost in the dirt that was swept up, and the son was in the mud of a pigsty before coming to his senses. 5. The relational power of each parable. 
Poor men and young boys would have related best to the shepherd and the lost sheep. Women would have related best to the lost bridal coin. The last parable dealt with everyone present by dealing with the relationship of a father and son. Patterns of consistency in the parables. 1. The main character possessed something valuable and did not want to lose it. 2. The main character rejoices in the finding of the lost thing, but does not rejoice alone. 3. The main character, God, expresses care in either the looking or the handling of that which was lost. 4. Each thing that was lost has a personal value, not just a monetary value. Shepherds cared for their sheep, women cherished their bridal jewelry, and a father loves his son. Incidentally, this first illustration of the shepherd caring for the sheep on his shoulders was the original figure used to identify Christians before people began identifying Christianity with crosses. In these parables, Jesus paints with words a beautiful picture of God's grace and his desire to see the lost return to him. Men seek honor and avoid shame. God seeks to glorify himself through us, his sheep, his sons and daughters. Despite having 99 other sheep, despite the sinful rebellion of his lost sheep, God joyfully receives it back, just as he does when we repent and turn to him. God Questions Ministry seeks to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ by providing biblical answers to today's questions. Online at gotquestions.org.